0: My name is Dan Beebe. I'm an educational technologist with the Center for New Media Teaching and Learning. I'm Jonah Boswich. I'm a technical architect, and I work closely with uh, the educational technologists, the video team, and the developers. Um, we
1: are we're going to give you a, a sort of a quick overview of what uh, course management system tools uh, are, what a course management system is. We're also going to do a little tour of the Sakai system that's running um, at CUIT. Uh, it's a it's an open source uh, course management system and we have our our, our representative and friends from CUIT, Rob Carnilano, is actually uh, heading up that project and so we'll we'll show you what we're we're working on over there. Um, The sakai is not, uh, so I've got a couple of pictures up here, Uh, it's not sake, it's not sakai salmon, but it is uh, is related to culinary things and it also has some Japanese roots. Um, There's a course management system at the University of Michigan, it's called Chef. And so the people who, uh, who bring you Sakai are some, are some of the same groups. And they, they sort of went with an Iron Chef metaphor uh, in the new system. And um, one, of the, one of the Iron Chefs is named Hiro, Hiroyuki Sakai, I think is his name. And so I think that's where, where, the, uh, where the, the name of the system comes from. What Sakai is, uh, a brief history. It's got its roots in the Open Knowledge Initiative from uh, MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It was seed funded by Mellon. Uh, and the goal was to have the four core schools, those are University of Michigan, Indiana University, um, Stanford, and MIT, uh, using the system by, by 2006. Um, the, core, uh, the core schools matched the funding that Mellon provided, and they've been working on the system for, for quite, quite a while now. The the, the original four schools were were the original developers and they took a whole bunch of tools from systems that they were using on their own campuses and other campuses and brought them together into Sakai. There there was also a program called the Sakai Educational Partners Program, uh, of which Columbia is a member, and that was 30-some schools, is that right, about 30, 30 30-some schools that that were involved in sort of uh, consulting with and trying out the system as it developed. However, that's changed now, and all of those schools have sort of been brought into the Sakai community and the Sakai Foundation, which is which is uh, a sort of uh, a larger community that's going to continue to develop this software uh, in coming years. Currently, it's being used at several schools. I've listed out a couple of them here: University of Michigan, Indiana Foothill Deans Community College. They're running this as their pri- as their primary course management system. Uh, MIT and Indiana are also. I'm sorry, and uh, and Stanford are also running it. I don't think it's the, it's their primary one though. Right now, we've got pilots at 30 some schools. Columbia University is one of the schools running a pilot, and we'll take a look at that in a bit. It's been through several releases. The uh, 1.0 version came out in uh, October of 2004, and then the 2.0 version came out this uh, this past summer, and that's the, the version that we're currently running. 2.1 is out now, and it's got some new features and 3.0 is expected sometime this year. I'm not sure what the exact timeline on that is. Um, But with each release come new tools, and this is one of the things that's very exciting about Sakai is that the the tools that it offers are constantly growing and changing. Um, For example, there are five different discussion boards that are being offered with the system right now, and hopefully that will shake out a little bit. As the schools begin to adopt the system, they'll, they'll sort of migrate towards one of those tools And they'll they'll improve that and and make it sort of a standardized package for folks. Um, It's also important to to point out that this has got wide adoption uh, in the United States and internationally as well. So there are are, uh, colleagues in other countries that are using this. It's not just software, though. It's also a community and a, and a process. It's, it's, it's an ecology, and, and Sakai basically we, we have these, these three pieces here, and the process is sort of the thing that binds the people, the community, and the software together. So there's, there's the, um, the, the foundation and the board. There's governance, and then there's also discussion groups. And all of this, all of this, this process is open and transparent. Uh, I was at the Sakai Con- uh, conference in, in Austin uh, a couple of months ago, and there was, there, was a lot of, there were a lot of people t- uh, saying some things that were you know, out in the open and, and making some noise about things that they wanted to change. And so it's a very uh, interesting and, and sort of open community because of that process. The community consists of, of all of us, the, the, the people who develop the system, the folks who support it, the people who use it, the faculty and, and students, administrators, and, and, and the people who supply information to the system. But it is software as well, it's it's a base system, Uh, it it comes sort of out of the box with with the the basic course management system. But the great potential for the system is that new tools can be added all the time and folks here at Columbia are working on new tools that can be added to Sakai, other groups are working on exciting new tools that can be added to Sakai like video video management, image annotation, all sorts of neat tools that, that can go into the
0: system. This is a dense graphic, but I think it is worth thinking about ways in which this project is more than just a piece of software, it's really kind of like a watering hole or a water cooler around which a lot of different academic communities can gather. So it's something to bear in mind when we, when we go into the demo and stuff.
1: We all, also I think that the thing we share here is not only transparency is this sort of, this, this, these common goals. And um, there are other course management systems available, and there are, are th- by vendors like um, Blackboard and WebCT. I'm sorry, uh, Blackboard, uh, and, and because they've they've merged recently. Um, but there are other uh, software tools definitely available. But the thing that really sort of draws us to Sakai, in some ways, is that it's a uh, it's a community, and we share common cultures and values with that community. We all have similar challenges across the universities that use the system. And uh, we we enjoy that transparency of of the people who are developing it. Um, The players are obviously the the foundation, the board, and a whole bunch of people here at Columbia University who are looking at the system. There's CUIT, there's the libraries, there's CCNMTL, there's Barnard Teachers College, uh, Business School, there's all sorts of folks, uh, AIS and and CIS, all sorts of folks who are looking at the system. So um, a lot of people are involved with that. Um, C is for obviously cookie, but we're, we're talking about course or content management systems here today. Um, there's there's also this idea of, a, of them being a collection of tools and that they allow for communication and collaboration. But what makes a tool that goes into a course management system basically are the rules that govern how that tool is used. Who does what? Who owns what? How are things changed? Uh, how is that content used by the instructor and by the students? So that really sort of uh, the, the rules that are that are applied to a tool like a discussion board, for example, really decide how the thing is used by both students and instructors.
0: And when we we'll use the term content here, it's a very very generic sense of the term. So in this context, content refers to everything from your syllabus to discussion posts to anything that kind of goes into the system. And is managed by the system,
1: right? The, the the images, the text, the video, the audio, whatever it is you use in your course, you and your students, whatever it is you use, and and the the content
0: is managed by the system. I guess. I guess we're oh.
1: good. I guess. Uh, so. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Do you want to say something else about it?
0: Uh, in terms of uh, you know how the materials are received and used, that has everything in the world to do uh, with the different options that you know these kinds of tools present to the types of interactions and participations and engagements, which leads right into the next idea, which is the essence of the engagement. Right. So,
1: what is it that you're trying to do with that engagement? So we can take a look at, at this one, for example, the, the communication uh, uh, engagement. You want to communicate with your students. Well, Do you want that engagement to be uh, a situation where uh, the discussion takes place over a long period of time, like in a discussion board format, where you leave a message and students respond to it? Or do you want it to be instantaneous, which would be a, a chat sort of a situation? And the, the rules that, that sort of govern the discussion board are different than those rules that govern a chat. They're just fundamentally different and they also sort of inflect the
0: way that that engagement with your students happens. Moderated or freeform, whether people can comment back on each other's posts or only in response to the faculty. Those are all different kinds of variations around the structure of a a conversation.
1: Right. We have some other examples here. for example, if you want to do group work inside of inside your course management system you, you, to, to do uh, sort of collaboration and sharing, how, how are you going to do that? What tool are you going to engage to get that group work done? So
0: these and are again, just some points here. Good. Uh, whether or not students can only see each other's work, uh, write to each other's work together, see each other's work after they've submitted their own. Those are all different, like slightly different, subtly different ways of collaborating. And we're looking for tools that can support all of those options and choices for the faculty to help them accomplish what they want to do in their classroom. Right. The,
1: um, let's go to the next slide because we, we want to move through this part. Um, so these tools that you're using can be interpreted and I've got a couple of pictures here where we've got something that looks the same but is very, very functionally different. So I've got a, garden burgers and white castles and and to a vegetarian and even to some people who eat meat, uh, the, the White Castle you know, is something that they won't be able to eat, but a Garden Burger is. They, they look very much the same, but they are very different uh, in, in the way that they're used. And then we've got these two pizzas here. They're both pepperoni. They're probably about the same size, but one's round one square. They look uh, different, but they are functionally the same. And that's, so that's true of something like the assignment section or the syllabus. If you want to deliver assignments to your students, you can use either tool. It just depends which way you want to do it, and the rules that govern both of those tools are going to sort of change the interaction with your students. And the same is true over here, in in the looks same but is functionally different. A test and survey are the same tool. They, They function the exact same way, but the anonymity of a survey Versus the the students sort of connected uh, uh, t- t- students connected to their answers uh, orientation of a test is very different and will will affect the way that, that you uh, use the tool and the way that the students use the tool. So. The point here is that the tool that you choose and the rules that it has will sort of inflect and and affect the way that students interact with, with the content and interact with your class. You need to, if you want to do autonomous work where students work alone, you're going to choose a certain tool. If you want to do group work, you're going to choose a different tool. And there's also sort of a continuum here where you may have a situation where you want students to work autonomously up to a point and then see everybody else's work. And the options that are built into systems like, like, courseworks or Sakai are important to sort of allow you to do these sorts of things. So let's go ahead and take a look at the system. Basically what we're doing here, we have a wind authentication. And when I log in, I'm given uh, the basic Sakai interface. And this is, my, this is called My Workspace. So there's sort of a landing page when I log in. Uh, much like uh, with with the current Coursework system. And along the top bar here, I have the, the courses that I'm currently either teaching or taking uh, would be listed out there. So I'm going to show the Frontiers of Science uh, course website, which is currently in CourseWorks. So let me just bring that around for a second. Uh, I guess I don't have it going here. Um, but it's currently inside CourseWorks, and it's it's a, it's a pretty big course <coughs> website. It, there are several different versions of it and I've tried to take the content from that site and show how it might look inside the, the Sakai system. Um, so there's a, the course overview, which is basically the, the um, introduction to the course, but then I've also got here in, in the announcement <coughs> section basically the uh, uh, administrative information about the course, so the prerequisites and the things that the students should uh, should know before they, they come into the course. I've also used the announcement section to uh, replicate the lectures. So. Uh, David Helfand's initial lecture is represented here, and when I click on that I can see I've got these PDFs that I can download and, uh, and use on, on my desktop. <clears throat> now, um, I'm going to show you uh, the, the files and resources section uh, because it's, a, it's pretty vastly improved from what, we, what we're currently using uh, with the coursework system. And one of the things I'm going to do before I, before I show you this though is Um, use uh, my computer's finder, basically the desktop, to connect to the course website. And uh, so I'll I'll do that right now. I've got this this, uh, address for my website there and I'm going to connect to that. Now you can see that there's another hard drive basically on on my computer here it's also represented on my desktop here. And I've got these...
0: Um, th- this is No, this is not in PC. This is standard. In a PC, this would be called a web folder. So if anyone's familiar with that term, that's, that's what's happening. This is WebDAV, if anyone uh, knows the term.
1: And you'll see that here I've got two folders. I've got this Lectures folder and Frontiers <laughs> 2 folder, which are represented in the, in the course website as well. So the content inside this Frontiers 2 folder, uh, it's going to take a second to come up because there's a lot of stuff in it, uh, is, is pretty big. It's basically the, the, the um, textbook that the students use in the classroom. Uh, it's, it's currently hosted on a different server, but I brought a copy of it into the course website <laughs> to show how, how this would all work. And if I click uh, in the course website on the, on the textbook link, you can see I've got the the textbook shown here inside the, the Sakai browser, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to use um, a, a text editor to to make a change to this page. So I'm going to open this up in Dreamweaver. Get a drink of water while
0: I do that. What's interesting here is Dan's using like one of his own personal native desktop applications to go about editing something, you know, directly on the server. So he's not like downloading, saving, changing it locally, and then re-uploading it. Um,
1: and, and the page I'm going to attempt to change is, is, is this first one. I'll, tr- I'll try to change that introduction page. To load. Faculty aren't using Sakai yet at Columbia, are they? Um, there, there are some pilots that are currently happen- happening with, with Sakai, yes. Yeah. Are you worried a little about the adoption of, you know, trying to introduce a new system and, and faculty that have been using the Courseworks? Is that going to be a little bit difficult, do you think, to introduce a new nah, cakewalk? Yeah. Um, we've, we've heard <laughs> really good things from folks who have, who have introduced Sakai on their campuses. Um, actually, really good things. Um, so, so that'll be interesting to see. But there, there's, there's no immediate plan to phase out coursework. So those two systems can well, run <laughs> side by side. Folks who are comfortable with coursework can use that. And, and there'll be plenty of help to, to you know move people over, maybe even spend a couple of semesters doing a course website in both. For the faculty member to see how the thing works, and then sort of transition them over. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've got the uh, the intro page here, and I'm just going to type some stuff. And when I do that, I'll I'll, uh, now save that document. And it's important to know that though I'm working on this on my desktop, and the file is represented in my Finder on the desktop, it's actually now going back to the Sakai system. And I'll get another drink of water. <laughs> um, so we've, we've got that that page, and I'm going to go back over to Sakai. And when I click on this again, uh, that change should be represented here. Okay, so so there it says this is a change made by Dan. So files that you that you want to manage on your desktop can be done there. The other thing I'll show you as well is is sort of that it's easy to drag and drop files up to the up to the desktop. So. I've got a folder here called uh, from the desktop. Excuse me, called uh, images. And if I if I take this and I drag it onto that icon, which is the server, and drop it in there, it's going to take this one megabyte file and all of the folder and all of the files within it and put it up into the into the course website. You can see that moving along here.
0: And the then system I'll... would have let you in- upload each file individually, just like you would traditionally in Courseworks, and uh, and then uh, probably would want to show you how much is actually in that images folder too. Right. Um,
1: well, let me show you actually how we would do that if we were to upload those images individually. We would go to Files and Resources. We would, uh, sorry, add an item. We would cho- choose File Upload, and then we would browse to the to the desktop and find that images folder. And then choose the images one by one and put them up into the course website. And you, you could, with, with the current coursework system, there are ways to, to make it so you don't need to do it one by one, but this idea of the drag and drop uh, from the desktop is, is quite appealing. So let me show you what, uh, what that folder looks like. Oops, sorry, wrong one. So I've got an images folder now and then inside there. I've got the images from <coughs> vacations. So, you probably would want to put more interesting content if you were a faculty member uh, than a sunset in northern Michigan. Um, but that, that drag and drop ability is, is very nice. And then the ability to, to make changes to the files uh, on your desktop is nice as well. And this also has the ability to swap out files. So, if you take a file that's called syllabus and you make a change to it, you can put that file back up. Whereas in Courseworks, you need to delete the old one and put the new one up, and then and then remake your legs. Um, my colleague Anders uh, is or will be shortly logged into uh, the chat room. Okay, so we can see that he's 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 uh, here in the chat room. He's also here with us on the on the floor, so we could just turn around and talk to each other. But this is a feature that's uh, that's currently not offered in Courseworks, but but is in Sakai, and it's the chat the chat feature. So let me. Uh, I think that that's, that's pretty much um, just to show that the, the chat feature is, is here, but I also want to show that it also on the home page, the, the chat that Anders and I are engaged in sort of is represented on the front page as well. So there are ways to sort of use content in other parts of the course website in this in this home page or even in other sections. So that uh, that this, this recent chat messages item here shows uh, what might have been going on during during a chat when the instructor wasn't there or when students weren't there. So if you want to send them to the transcript of the chat, you can do that. And the whole chat uh, throughout the semester is archived, which is which is quite nice. So you can always send them, send them to the chat to, to uh, see answers to questions.
0: I, I think we wanted to touch on, you know, come back to a more general theme, which is that uh, some of the things we've showed you today in, in, in some ways are just uh, are bureaucratic or administrative. And they might make the faculty lives easier, but uh, the, the framing context of the of the presentation, the stuff we started out with, I think, is one of the main appeals and draws to Sakai, namely ways in which it might enhance the students' experience and, and their interaction. And a lot of that right now is in the form of potential, in terms of like the types of uh, activities and engagements that you know that are being planned and built around this tool. So people shouldn't walk away from this, you know, thinking that. <clears throat> Oh, Sakai so will give us drag and drop, you know, um, and, and make the faculty lives a little bit easier, which is great. Um, but this is very much also about, you know, uh, changing the ways in which, you know, the choices you have, you know, to engage the students. So. All right. Um, we're going to break the session, but um, please feel free to stay around. Thank you.